Taylor Swift is only for the gays right now. Is there anything wrong with that? It's the gay era of her era's tour. The rainbows. I mean, in the day, the only woman that's really kind of being with her right now is Linda Carter. <laughs> if Wonder Woman's the, the one woman you're representing, you're representing the gays. That's true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on this week's episode, we encourage you to fuck around and find out. And I'm going to say this, I love us, but I love me more. <laughs> oh, that is a sip of alcohol. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Maximilian. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. Do we not mean to pause? I I will I will put the pause in. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, listeners, behind the curtain. <laughs> We've got to the point where we can actually count the beats of music in our heads. Yep, <laughs> and we know how to dance. <laughs> Talking of dancing, Daniel, yes. I have to start with a question. Oh, good lord. Okay. Why am I still seeing TikTok dances on my Instagram feed? I am cross pollination. The creators have got to create, they've got to do it somehow, they've got to go to the Utes, and I, I don't know. But they're know. not creating. No, they're copying. They're copying. They look weird, and I'll be honest, I'm just sick of seeing, like, creepy incest twins dancing of douchey faces. And there's nothing original about them. I'm sorry. Like, there, there's nothing inspiring. It's just like, oh, great, 15 minutes of, 15 seconds of my life, I'll never get back. Wonderful. I just can't. I don't know why I this don't. week. I was going through it. I think it's because I kind of like got rid of all the first traps on Instagram and now I'm just left with TikTok dances. You are just like trying to be a saint over here. No, what I like to do is occasionally purge the first traps and then start again because you oh, end and then up build with, it back up. Yeah, because, <laughs> because occasionally you just kind of end up going, why am I seeing this person's stuff? And why am yeah. I seeing this person's stuff? But of course, it's left a, this huge gaping hole of TikTok dancing. And I'm seeing mums and sons dance together, like it's fucking Arrested Development, the mother boy thing. I'm seeing twins. There's these two brothers and their dads, and I'm just like, Ugh. let's match each other's energy. I'm like, let's light a match. Oh. And just set light to that whole family. I want to know what your algorithm is, because even though I have the thirst traps, they always send me the cooking ones, which is fine, because I'm like, ooh, recipe to try. I think it's because I've looked at a couple of them, because there's something really oh. hypnotic about them. Oh, I, I guess I just keep swiping. And everyone this week is doing the um, the Barbie um, Aqua Remix. Okay, they're all spanking each other, and I'm like, "Great, you're spanking your fucking gay brain." I'm like, "Oh, fun!" How how inspiring! That bottom is numb, so let's not. <laughs> I mean, that bottom's been numb for years. <laughs> anyway, Daniel, how's it been? You know, I just I want to complain for just a moment about Mother Nature. Uh, oh, what this week's been fucking terrible. It has been like storming every single day this week. But let's not. Forget Monday. Monday was... <laughs> Monday, Monday, Monday. Oh, was the most crazy thing ever. So, do you want me to start? Or... Yeah, you start. Okay, so we get a message, at least I do, at 2.30 saying, the government is shutting down because of bad weather. Everyone has to be home by 3 o'clock, or leave by 3 o'clock. They're like, we're doing a staggered release, so everyone should be leaving like two hours before they would normally leave. Congratulations! I leave at three o'clock, so I was just like, "Wow, I'm not staggering any release at this." You're point. just staggering home. Yeah, I'm just staggering home. I'm like, great. Well, we knew about it because I I've skipped a lot of the so I haven't skipped. I, I I usually play softball with the team at work, and I this year it was always clashing my 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 movie night. You uh, know how much I love it. And yeah. Then, so, but this time it was a Monday one, so I'm like, "Well, I'm going I'm going to go into the office." And because they do like a couple of Ubers like paid for by the organisation oh, yeah, to go yeah. over, I'm like, I'll go, I'll meet the lovely Missy, we'll go have a chat. We had, to, we had to have a meeting about some comms work and then I was like, well, let's go over together. Oh, the dog's seen a squirrel, bless her heart. Um, and we had to, so we were in there and we were in our meeting, but uh, we were like, looking at the softball and um, the storm was like, it, we were suddenly getting like these alerts but we were getting them on Apple that was saying tornado warning. Yeah, it, it was one of these that it was just like, oh, it's going to be like DEFCON 4 for like storms. And so we're all like, 
watching it throughout the day and we're like, oh, this doesn't sound great. But as a green bubble person, you weren't getting the lovely Apple update, which said tornado warning, but when you checked the update, it just said 30% chance of rain at 7 o'clock. No, honey, I have two phones. Oh, yeah, I forget you, Jeff. The the other phone is an Apple phone, and so I was getting those updates. It was weird. It was just so weird. And so everyone was in a panic, and... Thank goodness it was the storm that wasn't. It wasn't. Well, my, see, my worry is that I like to walk home. Oh, and I like to But also is that I'm not going to get on the bloody metro if I don't have to. I like a walk. I like to spread off my energy. Uh, I have a laptop. I'm like, look, I want to go home now. Not because I'm worried about getting hurt by a fallen tree. I'm worried that my laptop is going to get... Right, all right. Priorities, priorities. Your government, can I say that? Oh, yeah, I'm not, can, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah, government yeah. related. So we... We will get the message about 10 minutes after you. But no, it started, I was meant to have meetings and I was like, Look, I'm going to go because they're saying this and they're saying that. And actually it was Jeff, the team we meant to play was Jeff. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Lovely Jeff, yes. He was going to cancel the game early. It was his team. It did suddenly mm-hmm. get really dark. And then we had torrential rain for about an hour. Yes, but it was nothing more than the rain. Rain. <laughs> And then we got torrential rain later. Yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like I said, thank goodness it was not the storm that it could have been. But it was just like, oh, okay. He would have been affected more afterwards. That's what I was thinking. But no, everyone everyone got home. But then plenty of traffic was appalling. Oh, apparently our friend Matt said it was just awful downtown. Complete nothing fucking sandwich. Yeah. But that kind of fucked up the week a little bit because I, I don't like leaving work halfway through the day because it's really hard to pick up your mind and then mm-hmm. get back to it. So I kind of felt the day got lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the whole week was weird. I kept buzzing in and saying, that this is a weird week. And there was some, there was some, <laughs> there was some tasks at work I wanted to finish. You know, there's a lot of people involved. And I, and I appreciate my lovely team for helping me reach excellence but at the same time I was a little bit like I just want to get some task you know like I get a bit funny if I can't get a task finished it drives me crazy yeah you're one of these you need to have your check mark off your little list but yeah and then I decided that I was gonna I'm, I'm trying to get the I hate to say we're in August and I was just a bit like I, I'm trying to get the rest of the year sorted so I can yeah. start next year well but uh, I was determined to come in under budget this week and then clearly I did the same thing last year and all of a sudden had a giant charge on my credit card for the credit card because that's what I signed up for. And, uh, I was, <laughs> and I was like one day away from paying it off and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Surprise! Oh, so yeah, dad got like a smaller birthday present than he was meant to but Aww. I was going to come in un- I was determined to come in under. Wow. That was my... It's a thought that counts. It is. It's lovely. Got some fun comes. Oh, very nice. Very nice. How was your week? Apart from the storms. Apart from the storms, I mean, it has been a uh, interesting week at work. It's been a lot of fuck around and find out. So uh, you captured that quite well at the top of the hour. Yeah. Um, that was the first thing you sent me on a Monday morning. It really was the first thing I sent you on Monday morning, and uh, it was all sort of downhill from there. And uh, you know, it's it's sort of been my mantra this week. We're in week two of fuck around and find out. Yeah, um, I knew it was a bad week for Daniel when I I put on Taylor Swift and essentially Daniel disappeared into the song for five minutes. (laughs) It was needed. It was very much needed. It's Like I said, I'm not going to say anything, but it's been a week. It it has been a week. Um, Yes, we're hoping for a better week next week. Yes. A couple of podcasts have been really good to us this week. Okay, I like to shout out Queer Magnolias. We were mentioned not once, but twice. I not twice. I, I listened. I loved it so much. So thank you so much, yes. Queer Magnolias. We're going to uh, have to do clap or yes. something. Yay. Dane was having a bit of a bad morning and I messaged him and said, listen to 10 minutes and listen to 25 minutes later to Queer Magnolias and we were mentioned and they called us sisters, which was really lovely. We are sisters. <laughs> um, and also found a lovely, cute podcast, Killer Rabbit, have been, they're a Yorkshire-based, that's North of England-based uh, podcast and they've been um, pushing us a lot and I've been pushing them a lot this week oh, as well. Nice. Yeah, I think everyone's just kind of finding like, there's like a little group of network of a little us. community of indie podcasts so just wanted to say like thanks to these two I do have another podcast I mentioned a bit later which is a bit different okay um, and also this week on the indie overall indie podcast list of good pods 
indie podcast list. Uh-huh. We are 98 in the overalls. Oh! We've entered the list. Though, oh. yes, so very excited Yay. by that. We're after the races, Eliza. <laughs> yes, we're not on the non-indie overalls, but on the 98. So usually we're quite high up in the comedy culture section, oh. but no, we are in the overalls in 98. Well, so. that is fantastic. Exciting. Guess we have to keep up the work. <laughs> Fucking hell we do, don't we? <laughs> Daniel, I, we need to step out into Ina's garden. The trouble is we have four glasses. So oh, no. I guess we need to chant. Cheers, Cheers. Down it. Down it. That was a lot more in my... Oh. Well, that white is terrible. Oh. It's horrible. It's a horrible white. So now I'm going to pour the actual... <laughs> Fucking hell. So now I'm going to pour the actual white that we're supposed to have. And we're not going to... We'll probably not taste this for another... I don't know how long... I did it. I was doing a white wine spritz. That was a lot of topo. Oh, like I like Whole Foods cheap wine, but when not, you got not that the, fast. The, the, uh, yeah. Oh, this is gonna make this is gonna make the uh, other oh, project a lot interesting. Get the fucking tums ready for that one. All right. So tonight, listeners, we are drinking a, a Sauv Blanc, a, a Paul Bousseau Touraine from France. I have no clue what it is. I did a Umax, and uh, I just like the shape of the bottle and the fleur de lis and the you know label. So cheers. Here's say what it tastes like. It's very herbaly. Mm. Actually, like it's onion. a complete. Actually, I don't usually like this flavor, but after the sugar rush we just got, this oh. is actually kind of refreshing. Yeah, it's very light. It's very crisp. Um. I don't know why I said onion. I'm so sorry about that, listeners. It does not taste like onion. Anyways, no, I think you compare this quite well with, like, fish. Mm, I can see that. I did have a plan for a snack today, but they don't do them in Whole Foods. Oh. Uh, I will explain a snack at the end once we've done one of the last stories. Oh, okay. But (laughs) I I had an idea, but for some reason they don't do this particular snack, and I don't know why, and I feel it's, like, kind of really snobby on their part. Is it penis-shaped cupcakes? Penis-shaped cupcakes? Penis-shaped cupcakes. Wasn't that just a chocolate eclair with peanut butter on it? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> God, this is ascended early. We've had a week. Oh, oh, yes, and you know about the week. <laughs> the listeners shall not know about. That's enough talking about ourselves for five minutes. What's going on in the gayberhood, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> well, well, Lady Elaine, we discuss the stories that are gay, gay, adjacent, are just a little bit camp. Well, I'm glad we're borderline alcoholics because some of these are... Well, actually, not this week. I was going to say none of them this week. Um, you've got some interesting ones, so I will go first, and then we can finish and discuss yours. Oh, mine are more one and done. That's absolutely fine. So, um, as you know, there's a lot of strikes right now. Oh, yeah, so strikes. It, we are unionizing solidarity forever. I'm part of a union myself. I'm, I, I am part. Well, I was part of two unions at one point, not part one. Yeah, I can't join a union. You can't. No, I can't. Because management. <laughs> I'm part. You're striking against I'm me. I'm hoping not to be part of a union in a few months. But that's just me. Oh. Put it out into the universe. I was part. Manifest. Manifest. I was manifest. part of Vector in England, so, which is broadcasting, uh, entertainment, cinematography, and theatre union. Oh, I was, I was trying to figure out what it stood yeah, for, and actually that makes a lot of sense, yes. So the Marvel VFX artists are uh, did vote this uh, week to unionise, so they have not unionised, they have voted. They have they voted. You, you were going to tell me about this. Yes, yes, so visual effects artists, do you know what the difference is between visual effects and special effects? No. Visual effects are digital and special effects are practical, which means like, oh, like explosions, makeup, that's a special Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. all sense, yeah. But no, they're visual effects artists, the people that create all the beautiful CGI, computer-generated mm-hmm. imagery. Um, they are unionizing. I am not surprised. They are overworked. Their slate is too full at the moment. Mm-hmm. The Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania film was a freestyle film at best, which is a pity, because when you have Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas... Michelle Pfeiffer, the lovely um, Lily Evangeline Lee, and, yes. and a whole host of people, and that film was horrendously let down by its visual effects. Mm. They they are overworking everyone. You had issues mm. on the into the uh, across the Spider Verse film. They that's not Marvel Studios, that's Sony, but there's a lot of problems at but, the moment. But still, like 
people are stretched thin. They're, they're stretched. They're, they're, they're not stretched thin, they're tearing. That, that oh, yeah. is blunt. Yeah. So it's no surprise they're unionizing. Uh, I hope that this actually changes the industry, softens it down. Mm-hmm. Um, though one thing I do want to mention is that apparently the Ninja Turtles film, this the one I saw last week and absolutely loved, they did say that they were conscious of the animators and they actually reported back and said that the oh, that's good the, the animators have not said anything it's a bit like when a straight white guy goes hey yeah this is good for gay people of colour at this building you're like mm, uh, that's it from the horse's mouth uh, <laughs> but, exactly yeah but no um, I'm, I'm glad that this is happening actually I think it's about time and I actually think it will it will calm down the studios and let's let's see some better quality because the trouble is that it's the visual effects people are stripped. Studios don't get the blame. The visual effects are shit. The visual effects artists get the blame. Right. No one goes well. They must have been overstretched. They're just not good at their job. So I'm sorry. Let's start putting the blame on where it's it's due. Yeah. This was a silly bit of news. Silly bit. Uh, do you remember a couple of weeks back when Cardi B for a microphone? I do remember that. So Cardi B was at a gig. Uh, someone threw a drink at her, uh, and there's been a spate of throwing. There's been a spate of throwing from the fans to the artist. Um, I think, didn't Drake get a brawl thrown at him here in D.C.? Well, it used to be Tom Jones used to get Nickers thrown at him. Right, right, right. But, yeah, so there's been a lot of shit happening, and it's bad. And Cardi B got a drink thrown at her, so Cardi B threw her mic at the person. Not once, but twice. There twice. were two, there were two dis- different instances with Cardi B throwing mics. So the owner of the mic, the sound company, uh, picked up the mic and sold it on eBay... And they've made thousands, which they're donating to charity. Good for them. Yeah. Good for uh, them. And I, I like that Cardi is like behind, like okay with that. But apparently they got the mic and it's made 100,000 or something for charity. Well, fantastic. I mean, take something good out of chaos. The, the final thing that's come up is, and this came up this morning, uh, Made in Chelsea is the posh version of The Only Way's Essex in okay. England. I, uh, I know about Tally. Yes. It's all full of like rich, snobby, like... Nepo babies who yes. have no idea how the real world works. There's a gay guy in it, or is he bi? I don't know. Does he know? Rich people aren't gay, they usually just pan. Uh, <laughs> that's just me saying that. But he's got a boyfriend, and this season we'll see. They do like a a sort of a mid season series uh-huh. where they go to like some posho Greek island full of like chinless wonders. And uh-huh. they meet a guy on it, and they decide to have a frapple, and it will feature the fir- this season will feature the first freeway kiss between men on British television. Let me tell you, it's challenging to do one of those. I've done it, mother. I have not. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> I will admit that I have. And it's... have uh, but, no, but it's really good at doing it. I'm just really. Oh, this show is all. One of the characters is called Binky. You know, it's like that level. Like of Miffy. It's all Miffy and Muffy and Binky and Bonky. Pinky, oh and it's all God. and all Spencers and all st- they're, they're oh, rich shows, they're yeah. nobo witches. But I'm glad they're doing it. I'm, and you know what? If this show can get the idea of just a different way of looking at a relationship on British television, let them do it. I'm just let them re- push the boundaries. Really pissed off. It's done by people who have no idea how actual physical money works. No, they they have no clue whatsoever. But guess what? We'll eat it up and watch it. Uh, watch it on TikTok and by watch it on TikTok we mean we'll wait for someone on TikTok to put it onto Instagram to and make a I'll probably forward it, yeah, it yeah, to yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah and with that oh it's over to me so we have some news that happened in DC this week one Miss Carter Miss Beyonce herself was at FedEx Field this week well I, I wouldn't have known it's not like I, everyone was there Everyone except us was there, apparently. Everyone that was there is not paying the maximum on their credit cards. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I have thoughts about that. You were absolutely correct. So, uh, anyways, uh, Miss Beyonce, on Sunday, because there was a rain delay, because guess what? All it does is fucking rain in D.C. right now. Camelot we aim. Yeah. Paid $100,000 to keep Metro open an extra hour because of that rain delay. I heard about this. I mean, she probably found it in a bra. Right. <laughs> or in, in the second pocketbook, you know. Yes. A lot of the commentary about stuff like this is that, yes, Beyonce is like, she can never be poor. 
She's Beyonce. Like, there's the interest on her money alone will mean yeah. she can... It, she, think, she can live off the interest Isn't it, alone. like, impossible for Bill Gates ever to have no money or something? Like, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like that, yes. The awareness, though. It is the awareness. Yes. I heard about this. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I do, too. I absolutely love it, too. Like, you know, she was like, the fans were stuck because of the rain. We must keep the metro open. And I'm saying this because I had a roommate who was stuck out there for the concert an extra two hours because you could not get an Uber afterwards. But they would not take the Metro, and I'm like, babe, you've got to take the Metro. Which one's FedEx Field? It's the one in Maryland. Oh, which one's that one? I don't think we've been to that one. No, I don't know that one. No, no, we've not been to that one. No, it's not... Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I know it's bad. But no, uh, good for her. No, absolutely good for her. And that being said, you know, as with all Beyonce concerts, people have been wearing outfits and stuff, which has, you know, been lining up Instagram. Though I am going to say this to certain individuals who have been wearing outfits that look like their jaw was wired shut, I didn't realize Beyonce ever had that look. So mm. it's been very eye opening for me. Well, not since she spit from her dad. Well, there we go. <laughs> from what I've heard, and I had uh, friends that saw that over in England at mm-hmm. Tottenham, they're con- it's amazing. Like, I, I we didn't oh, yeah. know. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I love Beyonce and I have a lot of respect for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not inclined to the big stadium gigs. I know. Uh, so, but from what I heard, if I did go, I would not have been disappointed. Apparently, oh. the showmanship on stage was... On point. Uh, yeah, really. apparently there's not like a second of it that's not been like brushed over 5,000 times. And I think it was like three hours straight. Like they were like, she was on stage for three hours straight. Yeah, I've, I've heard like, not, yeah. like people were really Nothing quite shocked just, by yeah. the level. They, they expected the level and she... Fanny just tossed the level. Yeah. It. Like, it's been the raves on the feeds. Yeah. Anyways, and, and I am very much expecting, my prediction is, it is going to have the Taylor Swift effect of where she is boosting the economy wherever she goes. Watch as well as I mix wines. Oh, honey. Oh. No, oh. She's not bad. Well, there you go. Anyways, I think, uh, I think it's going to have the Taylor Swift yeah. effect that's going on. So, next bit of news. Uh, one Mr. Uh, Mr. Prime Minister. One Mr. Justin Trudeau. Was ooh, ooh. now weekend dad, isn't he? <laughs> well, 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 here's the thing: he is now single, ready to mingle. But anyways, well, I think single, but ready to mingle about probably twenty years ago. Well, you know, anyways, I would still, I would still mingle with Mr. Trudeau. Oh no, I'm saying he was. I think he's been mingling a while. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, was filmed or not filmed? My God, anyways. He was photographed at the Barbie movie with his son, Xavier, wearing the lovely pink outfit. And apparently the gays have all been, question mark, daddy? Question mark, daddy? Question well, yeah, because I think the one was, he, he um, I know he's only just separated, but are we going to bring out the twinkle ready? And people are like, that's his son. That's kind of gross. That, that's very gross. But he, I guess he is kidding now. You know? But did you see uh, the follow-up was that he went to Oppenheimer with his daughter? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. No. I feel, wow, you're more cultured than I am this week. I feel kind of bad, though, that if the kids went to the, wanted to go to each other and they just got caught in a publicity stunt. But at the same time, is like, we're desperate to go and see Barbie again. Mm. The trouble is the Tuesday night slots are filled up oh, already. Because yeah, yeah. that's the cheap night. Yeah. It's like a cheap night. But no. Well, we've paid full price. No, I saw that very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, a little bit of good news. And then my final bit of news is my favorite news that I told you about. I think it was Thursday. Yes, I told you on Thursday. Because on 8-9, Taylor Swift announced that 1989 is coming out October 27th, her version. Correction. I told you and you said best news all morning. Oh, wait, you did. Sorry. Sorry. I am so sorry, Max. (laughs) I I, enjoyed great for that. No, because you were... No, I told Gracie that. That's yes. where we are. No, That's where we are. No, because yeah. I, oh, I remember it because you were having a down morning. Oh, very down morning, yes. And I buzzed you and went, I just saw this. So I don't... Oh, no, no, no. Do call me out on that one. Yeah. Do call me out. No, no, Do call more, me out. more because no. I just felt good about making my bestie feel happy because you were having a bit of a... You had a real shit start to the morning and said, oh my God, have you seen this? And you were like, yeah... Then we went into logistics mode because we, my parents are here when it comes out. We got mm. a, And it's also... Tay-Tay, mm. we love you, girl. But, so near Halloween. I know Mariah Carey starts defrosting on the 1st of November, so you have to get really quick with this. Oh, but you're will, mucking up will. all the 
um, Halloweenish uh of all the podcast verse at the moment because now all our podcast episodes are getting moved about. Oh, we are going to have to do that. We are going to have to. This is what we're going to do after this podcast. I was just saying we're we've got to have a production meeting, anyways. But my favorite Taylor Swift album is being re- released. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm excited for it because it's the album. I will go into some minor podcasts. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, when it came out, I was out in the States. I just met my husband for the first time. Uh-huh. He was driving me to the airport. We were running late and Blank Space came on the radio. <sighs> and he, But we were, we were still at that point of singing um, Starbucks Lovers. <laughs> and he was singing to me to keep me calm. Aww. So that album means a shit ton. I'm, mm. So there will be an episode. Yes, there will be. There will be <laughs> an episode. Don't worry. But I have news. No. Daniel did not realise there is an alternate British version of I Bad Blood, which I, I played to him. <laughs> I, I should not. have taken a photo of it. Uh, there is one where Kendrick Lamar is featured heavily. So, heavily. He- heavily. So Taylor doesn't sing the verses, Kendrick sings all the verses, and Taylor and just does the chorus. chorus. Right. Yeah. And I said to Daniel, "Did you have you heard the British version?" He goes, "There's is there?" And I went, and I went, I found it. Yeah. Just randomly, that's me. Oh, yeah. Um, and just randomly, you're like, it's grimier, it's darker, it's it's a good verse. It's the beat's a, good... a little bit slower too, but I like it. I like I like yeah. The, yeah. Anyways, anyways, we're we're so happy about this, Taylor. Thank you. And there are five songs from the vault, and oh my god, I just can't wait. I'm excited to hear what they are because actually, yeah. I think that album has some really good. Cool has some really good album tracks like I would say that's probably one of the most solid albums I've ever heard like there's not a miss on it yeah other I, other than I don't care for Shake It I Off I kind of Shake It Off is cute uh, yeah. the only because I think her next album became a cool response yeah and I think this was the album until she started doing the 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 folksy albums mm-hmm. the folklore, folklore and all that everyone, is yeah. that she started to actually more react to people mm-hmm because of what was happening in her life so right. I think this album was was personally I mean, again we should not be talking about this because we're going to talk about it later no, no, but I think it was a stronger album because she was in full control but the oh, backlash yeah. from the album because of the country scene because of this and because of that and because of whatever meant she got a little bit het up yeah but this album she was in full control with and you can see it yeah she owned her narrative. She owns her narrative, and mm. she didn't want not to be excluded from it. Exactly. So, Daniel, though, yes, I want to say what's been gay culture for you this week, but I think the last one started that conversation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I read Taylor Swift. There we go. <laughs> so, gay culture for me this week. My little quick rundown. Uh, food of the week was a sushi bowl that I made. So, all you have to do is have uh, sushi rice put that in your bowl obviously and then you saute salmon put that in and then chop up a cucumber chop up an avocado put a little bit of cream cheese put a little bit of spicy mayo in it perfection nice lovely good perfection my drink of the week has been my truth serum aka negronis and uh, there we go yep CIA you got nothing on him exactly MK Ultra. it was not but it worked effectively anyways Songs of the week. I've got two of them. You'll get one of them. I bet I will. Uh, Vita Chambers' "Young Money." You'll you'll definitely get that at least by tomorrow. You'll get it. Also, Tina Turner. I can't stand the rain because it's been doing nothing but fucking raining this week. I can't stand and the, the rain. rain. <laughs> yep. Soundtracks of the week. Aida, and then Hair from twenty oh seven. That cast came over to Britain. They were the first time a full English cast. And there's a photo of me and mum on stage dancing in that cast. I know, absolutely. That story. But here's the thing. I actually agree with you that some musicals need to be experienced in person now as opposed to on a soundtrack because of hair. They're doing it as signature. Do we want to go see it? Well, I can't go with the hubs because they wouldn't let them back in after the colour purple. Well, do like I said, do we want to go see I would it? Go see, yes. Okay. All right. And then my book of the week is An American Farmer in England by Frederick Law Olmsted. I'm sorry, I don't need two chapters on prostitutes and ship sailing, but we're going to maybe keep five. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep reading. <laughs> All right. Up for you. Food Mary Berry's vegetable and marinated tofu bowl. 
it's basically oh. okay. I added in Where a little, were you balls this week? Yeah, I added in a little bit too much water. Um, oh. It's very good. It's basically British stir fry, which mm. means it's stir fry without the sugar and is a little bit blander. But it makes it, it's very tasty. You add sugar to stir fry. I am um, a little bit of brown sugar, and it just thickens up the um, the soy. I don't know this trick. If I, I have never added sugar if to I stir do, fry. Yeah, <laughs> if I do start stir fry without the the, the packet, the sachet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Music is nineteen eighty nine, of course. Oh, I am. Yeah, fair. Uh, it's time to refresh in myself. Uh huh. Yeah. Television glamorous on Netflix, the Kim Cattrall series. I've heard good things about this. Yeah, it's an um, ugly Betty. Oh, okay. uh, no, I'm not upset. I mean, it looked like ugly Betty. Which, yeah. I, like I said, yeah. it's not quite a level of ugly Betty. That was series of perfection. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Read a book. Read but... a book. Um... <laughs> oh, oh, you're giving me a face. You're giving me a face. Only murder started. <gasps> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. This is how distracted I've been this week. on Hulu. I think the third comes out next week. So they're doing a weekly release. They're doing a weekly release, okay. which I'm glad about because I don't want it to spoil. No, no, fair enough. I was a little nervous about this series. Uh, because it's the first season, season. Season. Sorry. Yeah. In England, we call them all series, but it's actually no, no, season. No, no, no. I, I realize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit nervous about season three. The first two were absolute perfection. I, I really were. And then they decided in the, in the last episode they were going to get in bigger stars. Uh, they were going to sw- switch it up. Yeah. And Meryl Streep was going to be in it. The the intro to Meryl Streep being in it was basically her serving them tea. Did you ever see that advert? And they were like, yes. oh my God, Meryl, thank you. Yeah, the first episode I am sold completely, and honestly, if you see Meryl in the first and the role that they've got her to play, I am just like, I'm I I am so excited for this series. I did not. I think lightning can strike three times. So I'm gonna say this. I heard a story on NPR this week, um, raving about. Um, Meryl's role in mm. the first episode like they're like yes. they're it, like it was not profession but they were like it was moving it was it got the narrative where it needed to go I think and that, it was powerful yeah I, 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 I do feel that there's enough I mean it, uh, I wrote as a note I, I'm, I'm goosebumpy yeah. the the theme for Only Murders makes me happy. The mm-hmm. theme music makes... And, and the, the collective cast of the, the... The ensemble cast of it. Jackie... Uh, what's her face? Oh, I know. I can see her. I can has, see her. Has lines that are just perfection the whole way through. Uh-huh. And I was really worried that by taking it out, having... I mean, Paul Rudd's always good, but I think if they, if they blow it up, are they going to lose it? Yeah. No. And Meryl... Fucking hell, she's a good actress. Like well, I, know, yes. I know, I know, we know that, but but she's one of those actresses that you're like, all right, I'm this actress, I'm this actress. I'm sorry, but I say that's appalling. But you're just constantly reminded how good she is, and that's that's the skill of a talented actor. Yeah, is that they can constantly remind you how good they are and how slow they take it and how subtle sometimes. I'll never forget. There was I'm sorry, listeners, we're going yeah. off on a tangent. Anyways. There was some video where she was reading some passage in some book, but she changed up characters for each paragraph, and she's like, now I'm going to do it as this and that. And it was just delicious, which, you know how I love the term delicious. delicious. And it was just, like, so rich and so wonderful. And I fell in love with her for that, but, like, she is consummate. Like, yeah. we love her. This is a very... And I, I, please watch it. I've only watched one. I, I really would like... I mean, we're not going to do. We're not going to spoil anything because because yeah. only murders. I hate the fact. I love it that people love it, but I hate the fact people love it because there's higher risk of spoilage. Uh, right, right. So, but no, I I don't know. I was, oh, that's really clever. So I like something that makes you think. So uh, yeah, you've got, me, you've got me intrigued. And there's a time switch on this one as well. So oh, shut the front door. Well, you know, because the last season ended. With the new murder, yes. So you're gonna see the you're gonna see the two you're gonna see both ends like oh. the result. Yeah, obviously you're gonna work out what got them to there, oh. which I like. But already, like Martin Short and Steve Martin are like the epitome Perfection. of comedian. And so for Selena Gomez, who I adore, to step in between the two. 
and they actually help her. They don't ever. No one ever tries to outshine her. Yeah. But that's scary. Those two bounce. I, I, but Steve, she holds her own on the. She camera. holds her own, and that's what oh. I think is quite impressive about it. Is and and, that, and she has lines, but anyway, we'll we'll discuss once you've seen, and we'll discuss. Oh, I, I need to binge. Yeah, yeah binge. binge. Uh, films this week. I saw Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Oh my god, did you really? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> there was only one other person in the cinema with me, and we laughed at multiple points in it. It's Were you sitting next to each other? I sat in the middle, because I meant to sit at the end, but uh, I sat in the middle. Uh-huh. It's it's really cute. It's okay. it's funny. There are laugh out loud moments. There are some bits that make you jump, actually. Oh, okay. And the storyline's good. It, I can see why it's not wow people, because it's, it is a, it's a theme park movie. Well, I'm going to say this. I still have trauma from the first Haunted Mansion of it not being that good, so... Jamie Curtis is really good in it. Who does she play? Um, the um, the crystal ball. Oh, yeah, she's the madam. Yes. Madam, yeah. Who mm. oh, I googled the original madam is the voice is um, uh, Madame Train. Oh, yeah. I actually maybe I didn't know that. Yeah. It is ringing a bell. Sorry, I'm so yeah. sorry, listeners. Last night I watched Babylon. Okay, what did you think about? It Babylon? is an adult version of Singing in the Rain. Okay. It's good. It's very dark. Didn't I have that prediction? Yeah, it's we very dark. And it does bring Cena right into it. It's very good. It's very long. It's three hours. I don't know whether or not some of it can be cut. Uh, no, it's no offense. I don't know if I can do another three hour movie. <laughs> yeah. It was good, not but right it now. was very long. I kind of did it while doing notes, so maybe I should have watched it better. Yeah. Finally, podcast. Uh, Finding Fire Island is a documentary series podcast. I binged seven episodes this week. It's amazing. It's a fascinating documentary about the history of Fire Island. Oh, what was. Sorry. Say cool. that one more time. So Finding can... Fire Island. Finding Fire Island. I, listeners, I am literally writing this down right now. I love a good history podcast. I love a good documentary podcast. So. Can I just say another saying that's really sexy about it? Yeah. 45 minutes an episode. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, Matt Rogers and Bowie, um, uh, Joel Kimbusto in it. Uh, Margaret Cho does interviews very much about the history of it. It, it ba- so, so who's the host? Uh, her name is... Oh, oh, okay. I forgot to write it down, but they are really, uh, okay. really great. So it does explore though uh, how Fire Island, Fire Island evolved, but also finding the the balance between history, but also embracing new people. There are some really fun. So it's basically and also in the middle ground the clickiness that occurred. Ah, there are some great stories. There's clickiness yeah. there. No. Yeah, but the elders and the youngers don't want a clickiness. It's the middle people who do. Mm. But the, the thing I love is that there's loads of great stories in it about tea is a ritual that happens at four o'clock where everyone goes gets drunk on Sunday right? on Sunday or every day really well, yes. and the trouble is that there, there's no restaurants on, there's, there are some limited restaurants and it's the, the, the ongoing joke the repeating joke is that trying to find the least drunk person to cook dinner in your house is brilliant did you know there's a national park there there is and that's mentioned also the superintendent there is gay. Yes, but no, it is. Me- you've mentioned that, but also they mentioned National Park Service in there. Uh, yeah. uh, and as you mentioned, the highway system that was going to go through there. Yes. Yeah. Moses. You'll love it. Yeah, You'll love okay. It. Yep. And that's me for culture. Oh, well, there we go. That may be in a culture for us, but what's been had an impact on everyone else? We check the feeds, test the moods, and answer the question, what is gay culture? And actually, none of this is. None of it is. So this was inspired. Uh, we're going to jump between the two. So uh, we have seen the return of the lovely Meredith and Matt yes, we to have. American Soil. And yeah. Meredith brought with her some tarot cards for me yes, from England. absolutely. So... We're going to go into some tarot a little bit, but we're not going to go into into some tarot because no. Daniel was informed me that they don't like performative work. Right. They're not the gays. The cards are very much, they do it on their own time, their own terms. So, yeah. yeah. So, after this, we're going to do a little bit of a reading on yes, the Yes, a little bit. Well, I'm going to read, and then we're yeah. going to report back next week on what we read. Yes. But we just... This week, it was a bit of a slow culture, and a couple of things came up, like a tarot and something else. Uh-huh. So, we're going to explore, not culture, but counterculture. Ooh, hippies, here we come. Literally. <laughs> so, talking of the first family of all hippie culture, yes. Daniel, what comes to mind, and what do you associate with the Manson family? I mean, the hippiest of all families, and murder. Like, sadistic murder. 
That's what I associate with the Manson family. So you associate murder. So... Yes. Which, in, a, in another life, in another podcast, I would talk about this constantly. So which brings me to ask, what do you know about them? Oh my gosh, other than the fact that Manson himself is dead and that it was a string of horrific murders across California in the 60s, killing movie stars and common citizens alike... Yeah. Yeah, basically that. So the reason we, we're being, Yeah. <laughs> well, so the reason we're bringing this up is because Leslie Van Houten. Yes. Which, in The Simpsons, it's Milhouse Van Houten. Yes. And I wonder... The Simpsons like to pick names. Yes, I feel like there's some link. So Leslie Van Houten is probably someone you may not be familiar with as a name. No, I would say that only a murderino would know what that is, and a murderino know, knows. What I'm a, a camperino, is. and I know her actually because uh-huh. well, in 1969, she was committed. She was um, committed, convicted, and sentenced for in for the murders of Leno and Rosemary LaBianca. Yes, um, she actually was given a um, a death sentence. She was given a death sentence. Uh, the California Supreme Court found that it was unconstitutional to have death. She had a retrial and another retrial because it was a hundred. She had about jury. twenty retrials. She had five. Let's get it right. There were five. Oh, she had twenty parole hearings. Yes, she had twenty parole hearings, but she had five uh, different court cases that happened. Who was her biggest supporter? You told me this last week, which is why you were bringing up this one, and I blanked on it. John Waters. Ah, there we go. That's a huge fan. There right. we go. There we go. So John Waters, the prolific film uh, director and writer who brought uh, Hairspray to life. Always Pink Flamingo. Pink Flamingos always said that she was demansified. I, 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 and this is why we're talking about because I have thoughts because I go back into the old podcast mode on this. Yep. What are your thoughts saying? Come on, darling. So here is the thing. I um, think that anyone who literally jumps on top of an individual and holds them down so that they can be stabbed and then takes the knife to then stab them another ten times with someone else. I don't know how much that we can say that you were innocent in that situation. But do you think that she was in prison for a total of 53 years? That's... People have got done less for murder. So here's the thing. I think the sentence might have been excessive... But I think saying that she was innocent is a little bit hard whenever okay. you, you have jumped on top of someone's chest as I'm patting it right now on you. Like, that is a bit much. Like, you are beyond being a spectator. You have participated in that, in the words of Hannibal. Yes. So, essentially now she has been released from prison. She's the first of the Manson family, isn't she? She is the first. Um, I dare say that some of the other ones will probably stay until they die. Yes. So... On that note, uh-huh. we're going to jump about a little bit mm-hmm. because the Manson family fascinate me. Oh, it's completely interesting. But like We're yeah. going to go right back quickly. Oh, okay. Daniel, what do you know about 60s counterculture? I mean, it was the alternative to the Leave It to Beaver lifestyle, essentially. I leave a beaver alone all the time. Uh, well, same. But, you know, it was essentially... A pendulum swing, if you think about it. Like, it went back to, like, the Zodiac signs. And it went back to, like, we're going to be the opposite of our parents, you know, essentially. Like, we're going to have the Bob Dylans playing. And we're going to, oh my god, smoke reefers, you know, type situation. But it's also exploring these alternative lifestyles and also exploring... alternative religions like the eastern like Buddhist ways and you know uh, the uh, Hare Krishna of like the um, it's very eastern religion based very very eastern religion based sorry Hare Krishna of like uh, Hindu sorry there we go no no but it was it was very eastern religion based so it was and as you said it was the complete opposite of the parental thing and it was interesting because I am a huge huge fan of 60s culture what, what was this part of the reason why I listened to hair this week? Yes. <laughs> so hair, uh, but again, and what's interesting is that for me is the Manson family weren't an alternate to 60s culture. They were 60s culture. They, they absolutely were they, within that vein. So how much do you know about the history of the Manson family? I 
so I'm going to be very honest. It's sort of a topic that I did not go into on, like I said, the former podcast. Um, but we were planning on going into it had we continued. Yeah. Because it's a big topic. In it the is true a crime. Big. So I'm going to quickly whip us through this. Whip it. So Charles Manson was born in 1937. He was the head of the Manson family. Uh-huh. Um, and by the time he was released from prison in 1967, he had spent half his life in detention. Yes. And it talks to a system that let someone down. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But it's also crazy to think that he was a criminal. Yes. <laughs> he absolutely was. Like, he wasn't just a... Who was the guy that... Uh, is it Heaven? I don't say Heaven's Gate. Is it Heaven's Gate? What's the one out in? Um, what's the one out in Africa? Oh, you're thinking of Jim Jones. Jonestown. Jonestown. So, that was South America, Derek, South America. Guyana. So, wrong continent. Wrong continent. But he. It wasn't like he was innocent. He was like he was like a criminal. Yeah. No. No. And I would say most cult leaders, to a point, are criminals of something. At least money laundering. So he formed. A cult. Yes. This is Charles Manson. Of about 100 people, the yep. family was. Yeah. One of his members had a famous mother. Who was the famous mother? Oh, I don't remember this one. Oh, I can't remember what the famous member was either. Tell. Begins with the word dame. Yeah, it's leaving me. I was going to say Vanderbilt, so... Angela Lansbury. <gasps> it was her son! Daughter. Daughter, which is why they moved to Ireland. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, so sorry, listeners, but we jumped on that one. Yes. Yeah, no, so he formed his family, and they were a counterculture family. Yes. And again, I, I don't say to justify what he did, but they were a counterculture family. They were part the, of the hippie movement. I was going to say they were part of the movement. They were part of the Beatles. Like, still part, part, yeah. This is 1967. This is deep into the hippie movement. Yeah. This movement happened. Uh, free love. Like, there we go. So, why did his followers follow him? What do they believe he was? Uh, probably a messiah. They, yeah, sort. the manifestation of Jesus. Yes. It's what most cults in the 60s and 70s were following. Or most cults in general. So messiah. Yeah, and what did he predicted the end of times what did he refer to it as I don't remember it's a Beatles song Helter Skelter it was called Helter Skelter okay sorry which is why they they don't usually sing Helter Skelter Helter Skelter FYI is a fantastic song and have you ever seen the film Across the Universe oh, I was about to say it's one of the she best she does Helter Skelter in it and it's um, Diane Fuchs um, yeah. he does an amazing version of that song they they, they stopped singing that song because they called it Helter Skelter after the Beatles song. Right. So here's the thing. So that's one of my dad's favorite films. Like, he and I will watch it. He always reacts to that. He's like, because I don't hear it until I... Did I tell you about the time I walked past Jim Sturgis in London? No. And my mum's like, how do you recognize him? Because he's kind of like very ordinary looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, no, he's gorgeous to me. Oh, he is gorgeous. So, yeah, so they, they live the hippie-like lifestyle, full of drugs, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Love, sex, rock and roll. They were a huge part of the culture, and they were invited to run people's houses. Yes. One day, Dennis Wilson, a member of the Beach Boys, encountered two lovely young women hitchhiking, invited them around his house, and before he knew it, the Manson family were living with him. He did not know they were... They, he knew they were the Manson family, just not the Manson family... They would not leave, and he eventually left the house and let the lease dry up and let the owners deal with it. It's a bit of a leech situation. Yes. So there was a lot of issues regarding the Manson family, and yes. the biggest issue being that everyone denied their interactions with them after shittif hittif the fanif, in the words of 10 things I have about you. And it hitteth the fanif quite hard. They were extremely sinister. Uh, yes. Uh, and but you got to remember, I'm saying I'm saying this that they we knew afterwards they were, but they were just a hippie commune. But what people didn't realise was they were involved in petty crime. Uh, there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And one of the things they liked to do was called creepy crawling, which is where they would enter. Oh, and I hate this aspect. I hate this aspect. Come on, deaf dogs. You're not going to creepy crawl, are you? Because you're a babe. Uh, so if I may say, I hate this aspect so much. So what is creepy crawling, Daniel? So creepy crawling, which is also something that the GSK killer in California did, was that you would go to a house days before you were going to commit a murder there, or crime, crime, we'll put it that way, rearrange things and put things in opportune situations so that you could come back 
easily and actually commit the crime. Yes. They, they also, they would rearrange furniture in a way that looked normal, but people who lived there knew that someone had been in their house. Yep. So yep. they created this no, trust. It was known. It was known. And eventually, in the year 1969, what happened? Well, they went on a murderous spree um, to inf- to start a race riot that would cause the end of civilization. Who was their most famous victim? Sharon Tate and Bob Dole. Bob, Bob Crane. Bob Crane. There yeah. we go. Bob Crane. And Sharon Tate at the time was pregnant. It was a it was a disgusting murder. Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls. So, and that kind of ended hippies. Yeah. Well, that in Vietnam. In Vietnam, yeah. yeah. Sort of ended it, yes. The thing is, Daniel, I've always thought of us as 60s babies. I think we are. We are. We are hearts. There. I, you know, I love. The, I love hair. I love Lady Bird Johnson. We're yeah. sixty babies. Two sixties babies, um, which is why, like, I feel like this is our era. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have this question now, and I just want to say that after all this, you know, so you don't think really that Fraser? <sighs> Do you feel she's been demancified? So here's the thing. This is what I would always say. Has she issued an apology? Has she shown remorse? Has she taken ownership for what she did? Has she? Oh, well, that's my question to you. Like, I don't... As I'm far not... as I'm aware, she's aware if she did was wrong. But I don't think she's publicly... A... I, I, I actually should have researched that. Thank you for showing holes in my hole. No, like... Oh, so, so this is always my question of people that go on parole after doing a crime. is like... Have they actually shown that they are sorry? Do they show remorse? And can they explain why they did it? If it was they were caught up in the moment, that's fine. But they acknowledge, we were caught up in the moment and we did this. Like, they're taking ownership for their actions. Because there have been people that do not. And I'm like, no. Like, I want to know that you realize what you did was not the right thing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm bringing you down. I'm sorry. No, it's true. No, look, I, I, I think... This is the thing. This I am. I there's a really. I've read a loads of books about hippie culture, and mm-hmm. I just think. Okay, counterculture is saying if you feel that we're talking about the sixties and it doesn't involve you, is like we're all counterculture. Right. I mean, the gay liberation movement came out of counterculture. Like, you know, women's rights came out of counterculture. The trouble like, is that like women's rights, civil organized, rights, they organize. Civil rights organize. Counterculture okay. did not. Organized. No. It was very much like a bubble that was going to burst, and someone was always going to take advantage of it. Oh yes. Um, so the thing that and, and actually it's interesting because I always like joke about me and you being on the same wavelength. Um, was that in nineteen? You talk about Leave It to Beaver. Yes. In the 1950s, 1960s, America, thanks to World War II, and I'm going to say that thanks to World War II, no, you know, you re your money back and you're able to generate the American dream. And all these um, adults, these, these I don't know what that generation is called, the, the, the pre- greatest generation. The, is... the greatest generation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, well. Um, we didn't ascribe that to them. The, the greatest generation, <laughs> you know, suddenly had these kids who then defied them. Yeah. And that, that's what I find so fascinating about this generation was that literally the greatest generation fought and fought and fought and fought and fought and had this picture-perfect lifestyle and their kids rebelled. And it's so... And then, and then you've got like me and you who we joke about being wanting to be like coastal grandmas. Uh-huh. But we do want to be coastal grandmas. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the, the joke of the coastal grandma is that they've had, they ri- live these rich, fitting lifestyles, you know, and we're, we're there podcasting and now like scripting and stuff and like, oh my God, that's right. Like a play that's going to make us thousands and millions of dollars. Yes. Never fucking happens. You know, I right. love you Nancy Myers, but the illusion is, the drag delusion is real on that one. There's a lot of Vaseline on that. Yeah. But, you know, it's so interesting that the counterculture... I, I, I find this whole period so interesting. You know, the 60s going on, the British invasion. Well, it's so rich because there are so many narratives and, like, movements and influences that are going on. And I'm doing hand motions right now, listeners. Like, very much the wave. Like, there is so there are so many layers as to why those murders happen. Like, here's the thing. Like, we can't point it to one thing. Like, it was a culmination of events that allowed it to occur. But what I think is so fascinating about the Manson, the, the murders, and the, was that 
they weren't counterculture to counterculture. They were counterculture. No, no, they were the mainstream. Like, that was the problem. And the reason that I want to bring this up, like, today is that we discuss culture and we look... We, we, we are so quick to create division between culture and the dark side of it. And what the Manson family is so proof of is that actually they're intertwined. Absolutely. Like, there's this marriage, this merger. Like, it's there. And uh, you can't really separate the two of them. It's like a knitted scarf for the coastal grandmas. Like, knit pearl and there you are. Like, it's there. And now like, I'm... Now we're saying that like, Daniel and I have always sat here and said that when we do this podcast, we're never going to gatekeep. We're never going right. to do this. We're never going to create a gay culture. We're here to hope you realize that like, we're talking about a murder that happened in 1969 as part of our culture of the week. A set of horrendous murders. I'm, murders. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop horrendous. you right there. <laughs> but they, but, they, yeah. but we, we're saying that our, our culture of the week is a set of horrendous murders in 1969 means that anything can be your culture. Yes. And when we start to create a culture, we start to create outsiders. Right. And that is why we are having these we have these weird discussions because we love them and we're very much like the 60s oh darling darling darlings but at the same time we're like hey everything's yours I'd rather be outside than in there you go I'd rather be in in a, in a snuggie with a glass of wine I'd rather be in hell than rain in heaven if I have to perfect and talking of counterculture yes. we're going to move on so we have a, we were going to do a little bit of a tarot card thing yes but we are going to discuss this later so Daniel was in the past done to me tarot readings I have done a few tarot readings with you because you are very receptive to them and you ask for them and I do them so we're going to just do a quick little finish yeah but I was bought a set of tarot cards this week you were gifted a set of tarot cards yes gifted a set of tarot cards yes and do you want to describe said tarot cards well set tarot cards that you were gifted were the erotic deck of tarot cards there's peni and vagini yes uh that being said listeners i use the rider weight for mine um there is this lore within tarot that you should be gifted a tarot deck that you should you know do whatever i say it's you know the 21st century purchase a deck that speaks to you where did the gifted come from so in theory you're supposed to pass it down from one magic spelled with a k individual to another one person that is into it. So then you'll have to ask, how long have you been in tarot for? So I have been looking into, I'm going to say this, I've been looking into tarot for at least three years. Uh, it happened during the pandemic because I had a therapist who said, you know, we're going to take a union effect with this of like each card represents something and I want you to label your emotions. So this card represents fear, destruction. This card represents like work. What was the time that you felt fear of destruction today? What was the time that you felt like you were working, crafting? And so, like, it was very much a, a tool to label emotions. And then, like, from there it went off into other places, essentially. So I was bought a set when I was 16, and I've never used it. Oh, never used it? I, I... Do you have it here in D.C.? No, it's oh. back in England. The annoying thing is it, it was Max being Max. You know, I think where, it's okay with Max being Max. No, it's more Max being like... I Max, bought my first deck. Yeah, Max... No, I was gifted it by a friend mm-hmm. for my birthday. And instead of doing it and actually taking the time, uh-huh. Max got obsessed with education. No. Oh. And then decided that he was going to focus all his time not have any time for himself. Uh-huh. And I wish I'd taken up that hobby early because I know I'd been... I would have been a fucking expert by this point in time. Oh, you would have been. Yes. So... Um, the one thing I actually want to ask you, because we, we are in August. Yes. But, as you know, I love fall in America. Yes, you do. And we're getting to Halloween times. Spooky season. season. But America is famous for a, a certain movement that occurred about a century ago, which was... The spiritualist movement. Do you consider tarot to be part of the spiritualist movement? I actually don't. And why not? I consider them because I look at it from the lens of Jung. I think of it more as like a Venus sessionist movement in you know psychology in the 1900s. But I do think that you could use the cards in that manner. That's the thing. Do you think spiritualism was so? Spiritualism was an obsession during the early part of the 19th century. Yes, of 1800s. Yes, of, of contacting the dead. dead. Yes. But it was a profit, a way of prophetizing contacting the dead. Yes. 
Right. So I, I think if anyone wants to Google and even Wikipedia, I yep. hate to say this, spiritualism, there's actually also a very good... Oh, what was the podcast? It was an Aaron Mankey podcast. An Aaron Mankey podcast. Give it a listen. Unobscured. Unobscured. Season two? Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. he went a bit shit after that. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah he yeah. started to stretch out his things. But and he, I'm sorry I introduced you to that. But yeah, he's... Right. Um, no, actually, no. Don't be sorry because I, I stopped it when I... Because he... Cause he I, don't, I don't like pirates. He's been pirates. I don't no, 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 adore no. pirates. But Aaron Mankey did a Unobscured... And the first season was Salem. The second season was Spiritualism. Yeah, I would highly recommend listening to him. He, he they're very well produced. But it's they, a lot of historian like looking at what was also going on. looking at Spiritualism. Uh, what you got wrong was um, mm-hmm. is a does a really good Spiritualism episode. Mm-hmm. It was a movement of contacting the dead in America. So I'm going to be very honest. Post Civil War, right? So which makes a lot of sense as to why they would do that. It's a very traumatic event. I do not ever use tarot cards to contact the dead. I always use them as a reflection and to look You connected me the other night. Okay, yeah, there's no Ouija board. Sorry, I don't do the Ouija board. Have you ever done a Ouija board? No. I've not done a Ouija board. I, I refuse. I had a keyring Ouija board. It had a little thing in the industry. Yeah, I refuse to do Ouija boards. I will do the tarot cards, but I don't use them to contact the dead. So, but no, spiritualism, it's all very interesting. Mm. A lot of spiritualism, a lot of the the tarot is about um, assessing mindset. Right, and it's very much, I'm going to say this, listeners, the cards reflect you, they do not predict the future. So can I ask you then? Yes. What's the best thing you've ever read on 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 a tarot card? Uh, the best thing I ever read on a tarot card was probably that I should pursue a relationship, but there's going to be a little bit of work in it. So what's the worst thing? <laughs> there was work. Uh, there was work. Uh, the worst thing that I've ever read on the tarot deck was that, oh, the current, because it was actually related to work professionally, is like, yeah, you are underutilized in a situation and you probably need to move yourself. And I'm like, I'm trying cards. I'm trying. So I did a bit of a deep dive on tarot cards. Yes. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh-huh. So I found out that tarot has been used since the mid-15th century yep. in Europe. Absolutely. Play, they were originally used to play games, but they began being used by for divination in the 18th century by the French occultists. And there are actually two different decks. Yes. So there's the, uh, play, the, the game deck and the occultist deck. Yes, absolutely. And I do have the occultist deck because I have the Rider Waite. In the occult tradition, tarot cards are referred to as the Arcana, uh, with um, the Fool and 21 Trumps being a major and the Suits being a minor. Yes, that makes sense, yeah. Um, and this is a little bit of a negative. Uh, though the French occultists claim links to ancient Egypt, the Kabbalah, um, Indic Tantara, and I Ching, this is actually all false. So I would agree. However, I would say the symbology used on the Rider Waite does call from the Torah and does recall from Egyptology and the other things. However, Rider Waite was also influenced by, oh, what's his name? The occultist from England. Crowley? Crowley. Alistair yeah. Crowley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to, Daniel, after this, we're going to do a little bit of a, a reading. Mm-hmm. We're going to get me going. We're not going to do this live on air because no. they don't like it. They we're going to be very like respectful of, yeah. of a faith based stuff. But we just wanted to do a little bit of counterculture. No, absolutely. And now it's time for Shut the Front Door. <laughs> Where we discuss stories that left us gad and gooped. And why are you gooping on my floor? Well, I'm gooping because apparently the trend on uh, Instagram is... Um, oh God, I hate saying this. Tinned fish boards as opposed to charcuterie boards. Like people are getting like smoked salmon and smoked oysters and mussels and they're making charcuterie boards out of them. Like it's the thing. It's coming in waves. I've had at least five posts this week. What's coming? Just stop making boards out of stuff. Just eat food. Just eat fucking food. Do you know what, Daniel? We have a meeting after this. Mm-hmm. Got some fucking cheese puffs. Thank you. Cheese I appreciate puffs. I appreciate that. I can spend it on a board and do a shit on it and make a cockatoo if you want. No, thank you. Good. That's not my style. Not my style. Not my style. Uh, I just feel like they're doing... Everything now has to be something. Well, everything has to be a board. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, why does smoked 
trout have to be aboard? Why does smoked salmon I have like to be aboard? I tuna, but my God, I want it aboard. Who wants to sit at a party and go, here's my smoked trout? And here's the thing. The photos are literally like five tens. Oh, fuck off. And there's like surrounded by Brad and like gherkins. And I'm like, well, that's what fine. Oh, I, no, that's the thing. I love a gherkin, but I'm like, why is this a board? Like, why is it a board? There you go. Daniel. Yes. I don't have a word, but I have a fact. Oh, okay. Well, go with your fact. Go with your fact. What's your word? Well, my word was major arcana, but you actually covered it. Mm. Well, I've got one right now for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is the biggest um, cause of sleep deprivation in America? Alcohol. No. Relationships. No. I don't know. Pets. <laughs> Which is par for the course of you. Yeah, they wake us up. That's the biggest cause of waking people up is their pets. And that's why I don't have a pet. But you love Deaf Dog. I you love, love Deaf Dog. I actually, I love your dog. Don't worry. But may major icon. So what does icon mean? So arcana. I... Arcana. Yeah, I have no clue what arcana actually means, but I was thinking major arcana is like the face cards. The, those special cards like death the devil and the tower and we're talking about judgment and travel and the Hereford and like it is those major face cards that are special because you could actually do a tarot reading with a regular deck of cards but you shouldn't yes yes do you have a petticoat lane I don't so it's all on you <sighs> you know what my one is going to be and I want, I want you to say I'm so much. I'm so fucking sick of gay guys exaggerating the looks of people that they think are terrible as an excuse to go fuck them or get fucked by them. They're not that good looking. I'm so sorry, but we act like everyone in DC is good looking. There's a good lot of good looking people here. There's also, I've got friends that are fucking fantastic looking and maybe they're not Ken dolls. But guess what? They're fucking interesting and they can buy you dinner and give you a good conversation after it. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said about me. But can we stop <laughs> saying, well, I think they're hot, but they're Republican. No, they're not hot. You're just exaggerating their looks to give an excuse. Also, not the Republican bit. No. You're not Republican. No, I'm not. <laughs> but no, do you, but this, this, I, I know recently people are like, oh my God, I'm so sad they're Republican. They're not, they're not that hot. I know who you're referring to. Sorry. You do know now. I, I actually do know now. Right. And on that note, um, <laughs> Daniel, do you think we've covered everything? Darling, we have barely set the agenda, literally. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.